In yesterday's episode, we talked about comparison and how it makes us feel so negative every time we compare ourselves to other success. Well, today in this episode, we are going to be talking about its cousin, imposter syndrome. We are going to uncover effective steps to help you rid yourself of this fraud syndrome and help you gain and reclaim your confidence. Let's get started. So, hey guys, I thank you so much for joining me again on the Affirming Power podcast. I am Crystal Benford, your host, and I am a multi-business owner. I am a mindset advocate today and forevermore. I am a singer and songwriter and the author of Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap. Before we get started, you know I'm going to ask you, will you please hit the subscribe button or the follow button right now? Don't forget to share this episode and make sure that you like it, okay? And comment because I want to know what you have to say too. Feel free to, to share your thoughts or your wins. Even if you listened to the last one and you want to drop your wins here, go ahead and do it. I welcome them. But before we get started, we are in the middle of, or we're almost getting close to the end of a series that I've been doing here on Affirming Power Podcast, um, Avoid Self-Sabotage. That's the name of the series, right? So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about comparison, but all this good information, honey, is coming right from my book, Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap. You can get it at www.avoidselfsabotage.com. It's an ebook form as well as the physical copy for those of you that love paint products. But um, grab the book because let me tell you, this is not a one-time read book. This is a application implementation book that you can use at any time in your life when you're when you are experiencing any of 10 different types of self self-sabotage even if you're experiencing them and you want to overcome them or you want to avoid them this book avoiding the self-sabotage trap is perfect for you so go ahead click the link in the description and grab your copy and then that way you can follow along too so without further ado, we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Have you ever felt imposter syndrome before? Oh my gosh, let me tell you. Imposter syndrome, if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, I'm going to cover it as I read through this chapter. But um, I think everybody has experienced it once or twice or more in their lives. I know I experienced it a lot, especially as an entrepreneur when I first got started. And um, it, it's really a, a, a subtle thing to experience because a lot of people don't know what it is, why they feel this way. But we're going to get into it without further ado, um, talking about imposter syndrome. So let's just go on and get started, right? Get started, Crystal. Okay. So imposter syndrome is also known as fraud syndrome. It's when a person thinks they are undeserving of their achievements, not worthy, ill-equipped, or not smart enough to get the job done. In addition, they believe that people will soon discover that they are lacking in that area and that their insecurities and inadequacies will be revealed. No matter your race, sex, religion, or economic status, most people have felt that way at least once in their lives. This is not something you can see on the on the outside or cover up. Okay. 
It's not something people wear on the sleeves, all right? This crafty culprit is something that lives in us. Most of the traits we discuss in this book reside in our minds, but this one is besties with fear and insecurity. If this were a gas chamber, imposter syndrome would be the chamber and fear and insecurity would be the toxic gases that take you out. The good news is that although this is deeply embedded in the subconscious, it can be reversed with some psychological elbow grease. You don't have to be its victim. You just have to find a way to escape its hold on you. And that's why we're here. That's why you're listening, because you want to escape the hold of imposter syndrome. And let me tell you, imposter syndrome really, 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 it really creeps up. You feel like, mm, I don't know if I'm dealing with imposter syndrome or mm, I don't know if I've ever dealt with that before. Um, I, I don't know how to tell. Well, we're going to get to the signs so you can tell if you are dealing or have dealt with imposter syndrome. So I, that's why I stopped myself before because I have a tendency to jump ahead of where I'm going because I get so excited. I just throw everything out there. So, so we're not going to do that today <laughs> or I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> Okay, so the number one, the the first sign, not number one, but the first sign of imposter syndrome is that you're not good enough for the job or opportunity. So have you ever looked at or was looking for a job and you read everything in there, but some, some way, even though you meet most of the requirements, if not all, you feel like, oh, but, but what if I don't have this or what if I'm not good enough? What if I don't meet up to their standards? What if I this? What if I that? Or let me let me throw another one out there. You have a love interest, somebody that you're dating. It's starting to get serious and you sabotage it because you don't think you have what it takes to, to make the relationship work on your end. Mm. Imposter syndrome comes in many, in many different ways, in many different situations. It's not just if you're about to start a business or a church, if you're about to start a family. If you, imposter syndrome comes up so much, and especially for you new parents, uh, you might be excited about that baby, but it could be something on the inside of you that is saying, what if I'm not a good parent? All those different fears and thoughts and, 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 you know, potentials that could possibly never happen, the things that you think about and ruminate on, that comes from imposter syndrome because you don't think that you're capable of doing whatever it is that you're fearful of doing or fearful of not being able to do it well. That's imposter syndrome. So here's another sign of imposter syndrome. You are scared people are going to find out your flaws and deem you unworthy. I don't know if you all have seen Game of Thrones. Love the show. I, I was I was front and center. But do you remember the part if you have seen Shame? Shame. That's what that's what we think people gonna do. <laughs> they go, they're going to walk us down the street, ringing a bell, shame, shame. Okay, that's not going to happen. Okay, but we're scared that people are going to find out that we're not as good as what they think we are. <laughs> and so we need to hurry and get out before they put us on blast. Okay, that 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 is a sign that you are dealing with imposter syndrome, also known as the fraud syndrome. Another sign is you compare yourself. Remember I told you we just talked about comparison. It's cousin. 
You compare yourself to others, experiences, knowledge, or skills, and feel you fall short. Comparison is already the worst thing that we can go through. But to to have this imposter syndrome, like I can't do it, because that's pretty much what it is. I can't do it. I'm not able to do it. I'm not capable of doing it successfully. I'm not sure if I'll be good at it. Those are negative thoughts that you cannot allow yourself to think on. You have to make sure that you are, are keeping a good positive mindset about yourself, about your talents, about your gifts, and stop worrying about if you're not going to measure up. That's not the case all the time. And guess what? And if, if, it, if it seems like you get in a situation that's like, there's a little bit much, it's not like you can't improve while you're in it. I mean, let me stop. Let me, let me keep going. Because I told you I'll jump ahead of myself. So let's talk about another sign of imposter syndrome. You have a fear of failing or not measuring up for what you've been hired or appointed to do. So that job that I was talking about earlier, you feel like, oh, I have the skills, I meet the expectations or the requirements, not expected, but I meet the requirements on paper. But when I get in there, what if? That what if will send you in a spiral, okay? What ifs come up all the time, but you have to learn to block it and stop it, okay? We cannot think about this. I'll, I will give you a story. When I first started my brand company, Zeely Creative, let me tell you, I had imposter syndrome all day and it's cousin comparison and it's other second cousin fear of failure and it's third cousin <laughs> fear of success. Like you name it, I was dealing with all, all, all of the traits of self-sabotage, okay? But I was the best kept secret because I wouldn't tell nobody that I was in business. I was nervous because I knew most people knew me for the singing side, but they didn't know me for the creative, you know, design and business side. And I was, I was a fear. I had fear of being judged. I had fear of not measuring up. Well, what if somebody does hire me and I, and I suck? What if that happens? I can't take it. Okay. And it didn't even happen. And I was still anxious about it. That is imposter syndrome at its finest hour. Okay. And for years, let me tell you, for years, a lot of people didn't know <laughs> that I was in business. And when some people would find out, then they'd be like, oh, can you create this for me? You know, and then I would get little people here and there. And I'd be like, refer your friends for me, please. You know, anybody that wants. You know, that's how I treated it because of imposter syndrome, because feeling like I was a fraud because most people knew me as one thing, so I couldn't be something else. Ridiculous. Okay, absolutely ridiculous. But I, I got over it eventually, clearly, because I'm reading this book. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about the last sign of imposter syndrome. It usually feels stronger right before a promotion or a big or new endeavor. Okay, like I said, if it's something new that you're going into, those emotions, those fearful, fraudulent emotions will come up in you 
and it is your job to silence them. You do not have a right to speak in my head. <laughs> I'm going to apply for it anyway. And if I crash and burn, I crash and burn. Ways. I hope you don't crash and burn. But, you know, but at least I tried and I went forward. And nine times out of ten, you're not going to crash and burn. Because there are so many ways that you can grow. And, and guess what? We're never perfect when we're stepping into something new. Something that is, uh, that is um, unknown to us, a new opportunity. We're never perfect when we step into it. We learn as we go. And that's how we need to think. Learn. You will learn as you go. Step into it first. Get your foot in the door. And then you will learn as you go. So, no, there shouldn't be any fraud. But guess what? We talked about the signs. So did any of these resonate with you? Okay, I read five signs. Um, rewind it back if, if, you, if you need to go over it again to identify. So now we're going to get into the amazing fixes so that we can tear down this stronghold of imposter syndrome, which is an insecurity within. And then we can build up reclaiming our confidence within ourselves, within our talents, within our gifts, within our expertise, and not apologize for it or not be scared to use it or show it. Okay, so fix number one of imposter syndrome. Work on your mindset, honey, about who you are. Work on your mindset about who you are. You know that you have amazing gifts. It might be seen small and insignificant to you because they come so easy to you. But you have to work on your mindset in saying, I am wonderful at this. I am good at this. I can do this. I am a success. Even if my natural surroundings do not look like it, the Bible says speak those things not as though they were. I am a success. And even if it isn't what, even if what's around you doesn't look like what you desire at the moment does not mean that that greatness that that's in you ain't it. It doesn't mean that it's not in you. It is in you. So you have to change your mindset about who you are. Then fraud would have no place. Imposter syndrome would have no place in you. Fix number two for imposter syndrome. Remember what you have already accomplished in life and in your career. You all have accomplished something. You can't just tell me that you haven't accomplished anything at all. It might seem insignificant to you, but it is not an insignificant win or accomplishment. So dig deep. Dig deep within yourself and pinpoint those amazing, amazing accomplishments that you've had in life, whether you had as a parent, whether you had as a wife, and whether you had it even as being an amazing single person, whether you have had it in your career, in your business, in your ministry, whatever, pinpoint that thing and remember it, okay? Bring it back up to remind you and encourage you. Remind yourself that you do have the skill, the knowledge, or degree to rock this new endeavor. You have it. So when you look at, and I'm just going to use this as an example, but apply it to whatever part of your life that you may be struggling with, with imposter syndrome. As the example, when you see that job and you see that you meet most of, most of the requirements, but there may be maybe some software that you, you don't know yet or it may be one little thing that you need to, you know, work on or, or 
you know, enhance a little bit. But that doesn't mean you don't apply for the job. No, ma'am and no, sir. Okay, that doesn't mean that you don't apply for the job. You apply for it. You pursue it, whatever that it is for you. You pursue it with the confidence that you have what it takes right now. I ain't talking about the degree you want, that's going to take you four years to get. I'm talking about if you have these gifts and these talents and expertise and skills now, then know that you're going to rock it. And whatever you don't know, you can learn along the way. And that's all I'm saying. So don't, don't block yourself from a blessing, honey. Don't block yourself from stepping into an opportunity. Another fix for imposter syndrome. List. Now, I want y'all to write, write these things down. This is what I'm going to tell you. List your strengths and how they can help in this situation. So if it is that job, like I said, this job is just symbolic for whatever it is for you. Okay, so stay with me. I'm going to bless you. This job. So what you're going to do is you're going to list your strengths. Even if it is a job, print it out and check all the stuff that you have. And you'll see that you have more than what you thought you had because you're focusing on the lack. You can't see the abundance. You hear what I'm saying? Because when you focus on the lack, you can't see the abundance. Oof. I think I might put that in a post. Think about your strengths. What are you good at? How are you an asset to this relationship, to this new endeavor, to this job, to this whatever? How are you an asset? How are you a blessing? How are you a gift? Okay, how do you meet the requirements? Write it down. Check it off if it's, a, if it's a job post, just check it out. But write it down. How are you How are you an asset? Write down your strengths. You have to, when I tell uh, people to, you know, people that I've mentored and even in master classes that I've had, when I tell people to write things down, and even I'm going to tell you the truth, even it's been hard for me at times to write things down because I just don't like writing. I'd rather type it out. But it's something significant about writing, you know, but write it down because you need to see this. It's not enough when you run it in your head. You need to see these things written down that are good things for you. You have to, you have to do it. You have to, you have, you don't have to do it, but I encourage you to do it. Okay. I'll motivate you, inspire you to do it. Okay. Um, the last fix for imposter syndrome Remember that everyone has flaws and no one is perfect in every way. No one is perfect in every way. Remember that once you accept that you have, that you are a flawed individual, beautifully flawed, let's be clear. You are a beautifully flawed individual. Once you realize that imposter syndrome has no place. That fraud that fraud spirit on the inside of you has no place because you'd be like, even my flaws are beautiful. Even my flaws can help somebody. Even my flaws benefit me, you know, it, but no one is perfect. Stop putting yourself up on this pedestal thinking you have to dot every I and cross every T and you have to be this, this robot, this, this perfect little robot. And you can't, 
You can't function if you're not perfect. Nobody will accept you if you're not perfect. Get out of that mindset. Get out of that headspace. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. And honey, if somebody's asking you to be perfect, you need to you need to just go on and show them the exit. To the left, to the left. Okay, wherever. To the right, to the whatever. See the exercise? That's where you need to go. Because you don't need to keep yourself in a state where you feel like you can't mess up. You can't not be perfect in order to pursue whatever it is that you have envisioned for yourself. Okay? So this is encouragement. I hope that it helped you. All right? Make sure you guys get the book, Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap. <laughs> um, it's at um, www.avoidselfsabotage.com. And remember, it's also in the description. You can get the ebook or the physical book. And I thank you guys so much for jo joining me on um, the Affirming Power podcast. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and follow. Share, like, subscribe, and follow. Share, like, subscribe, and follow. One more time. Share, like, subscribe, and follow. Oh, yeah, and comment. <laughs> comment because I do want to hear from you. All right, guys. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Have a good one. Bye.